0: I call them sacred, sexy boundaries because boundaries isn't like that. Boundaries isn't that like fun of a conversation to have, but like boundaries are so sacred. It's like your time and energy are so valuable. And when you nourish yourself, when you take care of yourself, when you are in alignment, you then can give from that full cup. You can be present with the people that you love. You can be in service to the collective in whatever way your soul is here to serve. And the sexy part is that, It actually attracts, and it is super attractive when a woman is clear in her communication and when she's able to ask for what she needs and when she's able to respect herself. Like, to me, that is sexy.
1: Welcome to the Goddess Talk podcast, a platform inspiring you to remember your power, step into your divine purpose, and activate your most fulfilling, abundant life. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and soul-led business. I'm so grateful to have you with me. Let's jump in. Hello, queens, and welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I am sitting down with Amy Natalie in this episode, and I'm really excited to bring her on the show. Yeah, I just feel really connected to her and her work. And in this interview, she shares about the power of boundaries and why setting boundaries gets to be this sacred and sexy process that serves not only us but also all of those around us and why doing this is really essential especially in periods of up leveling in our lives so we can honor the new identity the growth that we're experiencing and give from that space We also talk about the expanded opportunity that women have for healing and liberation today, especially around things like our sexuality, our financial sovereignty, our authentic expression, and how we can really embrace this time and use it as an opportunity to invite the feminine back into the way that we show up to our work, uh, building success, our personal development, our relationships, all the things. And we also have a really beautiful conversation about the similarities between business and relationships and how much wisdom one can offer about the other We talk about what it means to really be devoted to a full spectrum business, a full spectrum relationship where we're not only there for the good, the highs, the excitement, but we're really there for the full range of experience. We also talk about the importance of sourcing validation within versus outside of ourselves in these spaces and the power of self-celebration and how we can really flow with our masculine and feminine dynamics in both as well so that is a little overview of this episode i hope that you have so much fun listening and get just what you need and if you do really enjoy this one i would love so much as always if you shared it with a friend or posted it to your Instagram stories. That just helps the show grow and helps my message reach more people as well. So with that, I'm sending you so much love and we will see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm here today with Amy Natalie, who is an intuitive mindset coach, spiritual teacher, and host of the Feminine Frequency podcast. So good to have you, Amy. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I just got chills for some reason. I don't even know. We're Whoa. about to enter
1: some some juicy conversation. <laughs> That's a good sign. All I have to do is read your bio, and you're already in chills. It's going to be <laughs> that a good just conversation. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here. You're so welcome. I would love to just begin by having you share a bit about your background and what brought you to where you're at today and the work that you're doing today as well.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, My journey really started because I was experiencing a lot of challenges with my mental health. I struggled with depression for most of my adult life, as well as anxiety. I was on multiple different medications for ADHD and anxiety and depression and birth control and all these things. And... Um, was also having some health symptoms at the same time in my body. It was really struggling with digestive issues and with weight gain and emotional eating and just really not living my best life, I could say. And there was something inside of me during that time in my 20s where I just knew that there was something greater possible for me, there was this deeper belief that I didn't have to feel sick I didn't have to feel unhappy that there was something off that there was something wrong, but I didn't really know what that was and. I really went down the path of self-discovery because i was in such a state of not being my most alive self and really desiring to feel happy and healthy and well and at the same time on the outside no one would have known how i was feeling inside so um, my life at the time i was actually married at the age of 25 we had a house i had my own nutrition business and um really on the outside it would have looked like a picture perfect life um but internally i was really struggling and struggling with a lot of negative self-talk around my body around you know my worthiness around all areas of my life just not not having very positive self-talk and I was struggling with the dilemma around like, is it just me that's unhappy because everything looks perfect? So maybe it's just me. Maybe there's something wrong with me and really having this inner battle of like, I'm not happy, but what if it's me? What if it's not my marriage? What if it's not my business? What if it's not all these other people? And what if there's just something wrong with me? And so through that really went on a journey of hiring a spiritual mentor and, um, actually started meditating on a consistent basis because my anxiety was so bad. I was waking up at like 3am, like heart beating my, my like shortness of breath, just really in a space of feeling in fight or flight mode a lot of the time and started meditating and, through that, really started to get clarity on what makes me happy? What did I want in my life? What, what was out of alignment for me at that time? And how could I move more into a lifestyle and into a relationship and into um a path that was much more in alignment for myself so at the age of 27 after doing two or three years of a lot of deep inner work a lot of therapy coaching listening to podcasts reading books doing all the inner work and not a lot changing on the outside to be honest during that time eventually getting to a place where i was like okay like i get to make a change and i get to take all of this stuff that i've been learning and put it into action and I left a really safe and comfortable marriage, a safe and comfortable lifestyle, and pursued my vision to to really create a life that I love. And here I am today, about five years later, and feeling the most empowered that I've ever felt, the most clear that I feel on my purpose in this lifetime um, to support women on their empowerment and spiritual journey. And really have come to this place of deep embodiment uh, of my true authentic self and feeling, yeah, feeling like this is exactly how life is meant to be. This is how life is meant to feel. And the last piece that I'll share is the empowerment over my emotional health, like really taking back my power from depression and anxiety and from uh, feeling not worthy and shifting that into a place of knowing that i can like hold myself and support myself through really challenging times from a place of deep sovereignty so that's really been my journey and why i do the work that i do i see the the ability for transformation for women and um, more recently have been more of an on an embodiment journey which is more of the feminine aspect of personal development that I'm seeing as the deeper layers of healing and transformation for women.
1: Hmm. I think so many of us are, are finding ourselves like dropping into that deeper embodiment work right now. It's like we've, we've moved through several more surface level layers and now it's like really getting into um, to that piece and how transformational that piece is. I'm definitely finding that in my own experience as well. But thank you so much for sharing your story and I I think your story is such a is a reflection of the stories that so many of us women have and hold. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about like what it took or what what the experience was of like really arriving in your truth, really being able to source what was true for you after living for so long in this mold, in this like cookie cutter path. And and even, we can even move into a conversation around like boundaries. Once we discover what our no and our yes is, how do we then uphold that and maintain that and express that to others in our lives? So I'd love, I know this is something that you have a lot to share about boundaries. So I'd love to just kind of give you the floor to talk about that, like once we have our yes and no, how we then uphold that. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting when we go through these transitions, when we are up leveling and transforming and evolving into this next version of ourselves, everyone around us has to adjust as well. And it can be very uncomfortable for them when we start saying no, when you've always been a yes person or when you've always just gone along with the plan. And it it really is first, like you mentioned, getting clear within yourself, like, what are what is most important to me how do i want to spend my time who do i want to share my energy with what feels like a yes in my body and what feels like a no and instead of reactively just saying yes i'll go to that event with you or yes i'll help you with this or yes like all everything yes it's pausing slowing down checking in with the body like is this a true yes for me does this feel good for me Um, And then from there, really communicating and sharing with the people that you love, like, hey, you know, I'm in the process of taking better care of myself. And it's really important for me to have 20 minutes in the morning to really do my meditation practice before I talk to anyone else. Like it's really important. This time is so important to me. Or, hey, I actually need more evenings to myself and I'm really focusing on my self-care and my self-growth. And, um, you know, I might not be as available to go to these parties or to uh, be available for social gatherings as much as I used to be. And when we explain it from that place, Uh, And we invite people into our world and share like, hey, this is something that's really important to me. This is something that I'm working on. I'm asking for your support and I'm telling you exactly what I need. There's a lot more chance for you to be on the same team as that person versus them feeling like you're pushing them away or you have a wall up and you don't want to see them or you don't want to spend time with them. It's like they can understand you. And then there are some more challenging conversations that might have to happen where, you know, there's people that you've been surrounding yourself by maybe you're deciding Oh, I don't really want to drink as much anymore or like it actually doesn't feel that good to spend hours on the phone with someone who's complaining all the time. and. There are some times where we have to take a step back and draw back our energy and share that we're just not as available for these types of conversations where, like, hey, I really am trying to think more positively or not gossip about other people. And I find that when we're spending time together, like that's often how our conversations are. So, I, you know, one of the things that would feel really good for me is if we try not to talk that way or like is if we're conscious or aware of that. So those are just some examples of how we can invite other people into our world and into setting boundaries. And the exception for that is if you are in any type of toxic or abusive verbally or physically abusive relationships of any sort, it could be with a family member or with a partner, that's something where we really get to take a look at more hard boundaries and maybe it's not the same type of conversation that you're having. There's, there's a a different level of discernment that we need to have in those scenarios. Um, but what I've found is that in these up levels, there are people who resist it. The people in your life who are not going to be super stoked on it. They're going to be frustrated. They're going to feel bummed out. They're going to you know, feel they they want to spend time with you. They want to have your energy. And we have to be okay with other people not being happy with us all the time and that's something that's so so hard as women because we are such givers, we are such nurturers, we want everyone to be happy, we want to be good people and and this idea that we've been taught from our from our mothers and from our lineage is that we need to be martyrs, we need to say yes to everyone else, we need to sacrifice our own needs in order to then be in relationship with other people. And if if you find people resisting your boundaries, you get to start to say, okay, is this the type of relationship that I want to have are these the people that I want to be surrounding myself by and at the same time when you start to set boundaries what you'll find is that you'll start to attract people who are on the same frequency as you and the people in your life who right now really love and respect you and who are in a place where they can honor your choices are going to stay in your life and they're going to you're going to get closer to them because you have beautiful boundaries so it is definitely different in a case by case basis. And I just want to share that sometimes when you start setting boundaries, like it's not super fun and not everyone likes it. And again, we have to kind of be okay with that.
1: Yeah. And this is where we are devotion to living our highest truth and to ultimate truth really comes in and we get to look at all the ways that that is always going to be in service to us and everyone else involved we get to look at the ways that as we liberate ourselves as we stand in our sovereignty and our truth that is always a contribution to the rest of us it gives a permission to the rest of us and as we honor ourselves and allow ourselves to be more honored by others that always allows us then to serve and contribute to others even more fully so i think when we can have that understanding of how honoring ourselves and putting up boundaries is always in in favor of the highest good for all. We can be more willing to have those conversations. We can be more willing to uphold our boundaries and maintain them, knowing that it will always kind of be this full circle exchange. Yeah. And I also love that you talked about The more vulnerable and honest we can be, of course, with the exception of like maybe a toxic situation where it's not safe for us to be vulnerable or fully honest, but assuming that's not what we're talking about, the more we can let people in on our inner world, open our hearts and just speak from love, the more willing they are going to be to see us and to um, get on the same page with us and to really understand where we're coming from and why we're making this choice and be able to see that it is truly from love. It's not necessarily about them. It's about us being really devoted to honoring self and, and showing up from truth.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you talked about the sacredness of boundaries in my course, embodied boundaries. I teach about, I call them sacred, sexy boundaries because boundaries isn't like that boundaries. Isn't that like fun of a conversation to have, but like Boundaries are so sacred. It's like your time and energy are so valuable. And when you nourish yourself, when you take care of yourself, when you are in alignment, you then can give from that full cup. You can be present with the people that you love. You can be in service to the collective in whatever way your soul is here to serve. And the sexy part is that it actually attracts and it is super attractive when a woman is clear in her communication and when she's able to ask for what she needs and when she's able to respect herself, like to me, that is sexy. Like that's respect that you're going to get from other people. And yeah, this, this piece around being vulnerable, it is so courageous to lean into these conversations. I call them courageous conversations where there's all this fear. What are these people going to think? What are they going to say? They're going to not like me. They're going to be upset with me. All the stories and what I've found time and time again in my own world and with supporting my clients through having these conversations and leaning into the vulnerability is that people so appreciate when we communicate and when we let them into our worlds. And even if initially they might, they, maybe they, they need a little bit for it to soak in and really to get it. Like, it really allows deeper connection and closeness and people understand. Like I, I was just working with a client on, about this with a, a very close friend of hers, and they had a pretty codependent relationship on each other. And when she finally like actually said what how she was feeling and what she needed then her friend was able to meet her there and able to then show up in a way that felt good for both of them. So these are really courageous conversations and it does take so much vulnerability.
1: Yeah. And, and, and tenderness too, because it's often the people that are the closest to us. I've had so many of these conversations, like with family, parents, close friends, boyfriends. And so we, we get to be Aware of where they're at as well, and we get to be able to hold that, you know, with reverence and still honor where we're at and what what we need in a situation. And I love this piece as well of like, as we commit to a new standard for ourselves and hold that, this idea that that just kind of calls other people forward. That kind of calls other people to rise with us, as opposed to this being like, well, I'm going here, or I have to lower myself to to meet you in you know in this place it's not really serving me as it's like as we get to as we step more into our highest good we just get to invite other people to come up there as well with us meet us there and and choose that for themselves too so it gets to be this really beautiful gift
0: yeah it is it is and that's really the time that we're living in what i see is the feminine rising and i see as we as women and as each individual really starts to honor our own alignment and honor our truth is that we are calling forward other sisters, other women to rise with us and to say, actually, you have permission to set your own boundaries too. Like I, whenever a friend shares with me, like, Hey, I'm actually not feeling great. Or, Hey, can we reschedule? Granted, they're not being flaky or last minute and all these things that, you know, can happen, but if they're really honoring themselves, I'm like, yes, like, thank you for taking care of yourself. Like we celebrate each other and it becomes this new paradigm of how we relate in sisterhood and how we relate to other people in like giving them permission to also set boundaries or to show up as their authentic self. And yeah, I love this conversation of rising together and inviting, being in leadership to, in your own life, invites other people to be in leadership in theirs as well.
1: Yes. Yes. It's like this collective liberation that happens. And I too, like I celebrate every time. Cause I think every time I choose or you choose or anyone else around me chooses like a little piece of the conditioning that we have to follow the mold. And there's only one way to do things. And we have to always be a yes person. It just like falls away one layer at a time, every time that we, um, devote ourselves to truth. So it's like, it's so beautiful. I love to seeing women, especially in business, like honoring their menstrual cycle and being like, you know what? I just started my cycle. I I need to reschedule this call or I'm not gonna be launching a program this week or whatever. I think that's so beautiful that we can reclaim like rest and care and, um, you know, making like a ritual out of our menstrual cycle and and not being available for work if if that's what feels right to us. I love seeing uh, that being embraced in so many spaces.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot too. And and really, this is is the direction that I see us going in really living in a more integrated way, especially, you know, I imagine there will be some women who are listening to this who are business owners. And even if you're not, it's like, working in a different way, working in a way that we're not trying to just fit this patriarchal mold and trying to climb the success ladder at the expense of our health and of our expense of our mental wellness and our physical health. It's like, yes, you get to be in your masculine, you get to work, you get to show up, you get to be productive. Like if we're not doing that, then we're, we're not moving forward. And stagnation feels like death to us. Like, I I can't not do that. (laughs) And at the same time, when that, that forward moving energy is supported with rest and nourishment and spaciousness, like my calendar i love having spaciousness on my calendar i love creating space where there there's i'm not just back to back all day long so and like there what you're talking about with like honoring your cycle is being cyclical like as women as female business owners we are not meant to work all the time and we're not meant to run ourselves to the ground until we get to that burnout mode and then need a month to recover. Like that's just not sustainable. And so building in connecting with our body and our cycle and building in this nourishment and rest becomes this beautiful, um, yeah, this beautiful flow where where we're showing up for our mission and we're also showing up for ourselves and it's not mutually exclusive. And that is the future. Like we're, I love how, I don't know if you're familiar with the author, Rebecca Campbell. Um, She Mm -hmm. wrote the book, Light is the New Black and Rise Sister Rise. And she has a card deck and one of the cards says, um, uh, a life's mission, uh, not it's something around like a marathon, not a sprint. It's like your, your life's mission, not a season. So it's like really honoring that, that this is a long-term game that we're in and that we don't need to be in this hustle in order to get to where we want to be.
1: Yeah. And, and all of this, all of this is a a big process of unlearning and deconditioning. There's so much that we have learned around what it means to work, what it means to be productive, what it means to succeed. And so we also get to just kind of explore and, and feel into what actually feels best for us. And it can be a, you know, it can be a process of unfolding that we we're not going to figure this out overnight. It's going to it's going to be something that we're going to one layer at a time is going to be revealed to us as we as we come home to what truly is our our ultimate um in ultimate alignment with who we are at a soul level.
0: Yeah. I mean, we are untangling not only the conditioning that like we're learning in our lifetime and that we have learned in our lifetime, which is, you know, deeply ingrained, but we're also untangling ancestral patterns. And I believe that like right now, as we're coming into this space of the the age of the Aquarius and the feminine rising, and as we're doing the, this deep work, like we are breaking these these patterns for women that have lived before us, that have not had the freedom to liberate their sexuality, have not had the freedom to be financially independent, have not had the freedom to follow their soul calling and their path. And like this is deep, deep work that we're doing for the collective. Like there's a massive shift that's happening right now. And so, yeah, it, it does take time. And I think that we will always be, you know, unlearning this throughout our lifetime, because there's, we're, we, we live in this conditioning, in this culture that, that teaches us this from when we're, when we're younger. So um, we're, we're doing some really powerful work and really necessary work
1: right now. Yes. And I, I love that you brought in that this is not even just a lot of what we're moving through. Isn't even necessarily ours. It's been carried from one generation to the next. And And that's why this like the it's not a sprint it's a marathon it's like it's more important the direction that we're moving in than it all happening right now because you're right there's so much that we're moving through from like sexual liberation to um expression like expressing our truth being able to do that being able to actually live our purpose and not be in this like i'm gonna just do this for the money even though it's not what i came here to do like there's so many things that we're moving through and liberating and so as We get to just move in the direction and allow things to unfold over time without feeling that urgency or pressure to have it all figured out or it all healed right away. We need to be kind of gracious around and and have the awareness that there is so much that um, we have the privilege to be able to move through and heal and resolve and allowing that to just take the time that it needs to actually uh, be integrated into our experience because it's a lot.
0: Mm. Yeah, I feel like someone who's listening right now really needed to hear that and something that I see so common with with all women including myself especially women who are on a growth path and who are ambitious and wanting to learn and grow and always wanting to move forward is that we can often put the pressure of feeling like we need to be further along or feeling yes. like we're we're not there yet or we're not doing enough or we haven't made enough progress and if that's the the mindset and the perspective that you have on your growth so far, no matter how much money you make, no matter how far you get in your life, you're never going to feel like it's enough. And really taking a look at how do how are you using your personal growth as another way to put pressure on yourself or be hard yeah. on yourself? Like yes. that's not the point in all of this. Like we're not here to fix anything. And that's really, I think this more mature and this next deeper layer of feminine growth that I'm looking at through the embodiment work it's like we're not here to fix anything or to um it's like oftentimes we want more and more and more and more and it's actually let's go deeper let's get more intimate with ourselves let's deepen what we already know let's connect with what's already there and that everything is already whole and complete and getting out of this kind of same same rat race trying to get to the top of the ladder get further along competition like that's not what we're doing anymore like that's not the way that we're growing and there is a different way that we can really approach even our own morning rituals and practices and our own self-talk is Mm -hmm. is from this place of of honoring that we are already whole and complete and it's really about um, removing the layers that are on top of that that are not actually who
1: we are I'm so glad that this is coming to light. This is something that is being illuminated for many of us right now, as sort of this like shadow aspect of the personal development space, of even like spiritual development, spiritual work is like this idea that there's this arrival point that we're getting to this like place of, I finally have it all figured out. I finally completely healed that old trauma or I finally got rid of, got rid of that old belief. Like I'm finally here. And it's like, is that really what we're doing here? Is that, I I think dissolving this idea that there is any kind of arrival point is there's such a freedom in that. And we can just be in, in the process, in the experience, go deeper, like you said, rather than more, 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 the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It's like, we've just, we've just traded one rat race for another. And now we're in the same paradigm, just we're calling it a spiritual practice. We're calling it personal development or mindset work or healing even, but it's the same kind of self fixing self abuse patterns are kind of there underlying under the surface.
0: Yeah. So powerful. I'm seeing that a lot too. Very much so.
1: So I'd love to also talk about this relationship. You know, I know one of the things that you love to talk about is like the relationship between relationships and business. And we've talked about how boundaries are one of the things that come up in both. I'd love to hear anything else that is connected between relationships and business that you want to share? Yeah.
0: One of my favorite things to talk about of all time is polarity. So I think we'll take it in that direction because there are so many different areas that we can go with this, but really like how you're operating in your relationships, if you're constantly operating in your masculine energy all the time in your relationships and you're constantly operating from your masculine energy in your business, which probably means you're operating in your masculine energy and your workouts and the way that you eat and all of those things like this super structured, calculated, goal-oriented, controlling um, way that we can be very linear, then the the success of and the magnetism that we can have in relationships and business is going to be diminished and it's really going to take away from your life force energy which is the feminine energy the shakti energy of being in your body and of of moving throughout your life in a way that feels good so in relationships when Uh, A woman is operating too much in her masculine energy and it's spilling over maybe from her business or from her desire to, or her lack of feeling of safety within herself. So she feels like she needs to control her partner or whatever it's coming from is really going to take away from the um, passion in her relationship, the vulnerability, the intimacy in partnership. Um, that she can have. So that's really how it shows up in relationships when we're operating too much from our masculine energy and not enough in our feminine energy. And then really in our businesses, this is what leads to burnout. This is what leads to Overwhelmed. This is also what leads to creating a business that might make a lot of money or look successful on the outside, but internally it feels out of alignment. There's not that level of connection and intimacy and fulfillment that can happen when you're running a soul led business. So if you are in a service based business or if you are a a feminine leader of any sort or you have your own personal brand, like we can often fall into the trap of growing a business to make more money, to be, to have more followers, to have all the external things. Yet when you get there and you can talk to women who have, you know, reached millions of dollars and they will say like, oh yeah, I created this big, big machine or I created making all this money, but like I'm burnt out. I'm unhappy. I don't, I don't love my business. Like what's the point. Right. And so we really have to take a look at like, instead of only operating from the masculine is really dropping into your heart and your business and connecting to what feels good, what what, what feels the most connected, what feels the most aligned. And from there, actually having a lot more magnetism. And honestly, you can make so much more money and such a bigger impact when we do it this way. Um, versus the opposite way around when you're operating mostly from your mind and trying to like achieve, 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 do, do, do. It's like, let's integrate some of that, that feminine energy, some of that magic so that you can actually call in the right types of clients, call in the right types of people, have those synchronicities and um, manifestations come through without trying to force or trying to overdo that. So that's some some of the parallels that I see when we start to create this, um, what I would say like integrating the masculine and feminine within yourself, it actually starts to shift things in both like your relationship and in your business.
1: So I've been thinking a lot in in my experience about how business and relationships are related. And I actually, I think often many of us will feel more natural in one area of the other, like relationships have always clicked, but business has been a struggle or vice versa. And so I think we can, because there are so many similarities, it's really cool that we can look at whatever one we feel a little bit more natural, naturally inclined to kind of, Find success with, we can look at that as sort of the, um, the guide to then help us draw insights for the area where it, it, things don't come as naturally to us. And I find often for women, although there can be issues with polarity, it generally is a little bit easier for them to be in their feminine in a relationship. And so if they're struggling in their business, They can kind of look at relationships, what it feels like to be in their feminine in a relationship, what it feels like to drop in and receive and surrender in a relationship and then use that to inspire or inform what that gets to look like in their business. So like, for example, I love looking at like dating and sales, how those things are related. And we can look at, okay, if sales are feeling forceful, well, what does it look like when dating feels really natural? What does it look like when I feel really attractive to a partner or when I feel really, you know, in my magic or when I'm being pursued and it feels effortless? What does that look like? And how can I bring that same energetic into a business relationship or into a sales relationship? So I love playing with that as well, like kind of going back and forth and and drawing insights from dating and then letting that inspire our business or vice versa. Yeah,
0: I love that too. And such a great way to look at like, what's already working in your life? What, where, where are you already doing this thing and how can you integrate it into another area of your life? Kind of using that as a framework or as a model for it. I think that's beautiful. There was one more piece that I think was really important uh, in this conversation of the relationship between business and relationships or the connection between the two. And Uh, I think really coming back to self-worth is a really big piece and knowing your value and sourcing validation from within versus sourcing it from your business or sourcing it from your partner, which is really easy to fall into. And one of the best ways that I've found or one of the methods that I use to support women in increasing their own self-worth and their own value is to have a practice of self-celebration is be in the conversation with yourself of like celebrating how you're showing up, celebrating even like the smallest things that you do and how you're showing up and really being your own support, being your own cheerleader, being someone who really is like your own biggest fan and sourcing that validation so that if the algorithm one day is all messed up and your post doesn't get a lot of likes, you're not like, Oh, I did it wrong. I did it bad. Like what's wrong with me? or I should take it down. Like that's, you know, that's something that can happen is starting to source the validation of from how many likes you get, how many followers you have, um like how much money you're making, and having that actually determine how you feel internally. And then similarly with dating, it's like, you know when when, let's say someone that you're dating is responding to you and they're like interested in you, and then all of a sudden, they disappear for a couple of days or they, they get busy and they're not talking to you as often. And then you're like, but wait, am I not good enough? Like, what did I do wrong? Why? And, and all of that is so exhausting. And so I really feel that coming back to this place of recognizing, acknowledging and being in the practice of celebrating yourself and developing and cultivating your self-worth from within so that no matter what's happening externally, you know that you have value to offer. You trust that you are good enough and that it's not going to be this constant push and pull depending on what's going on outside of you
1: yeah this is such an important conversation around like what meaning are we giving to experiences having the emotional intelligence to be able to know where true worth comes from sourcing that from deep within ourselves embodied worthiness like true truly being anchored in that so that as you know, you know, we, we ride the highs and lows of whether that's dating, relationship, uh, business, sales, launching, whatever, because it's, it's all going to be highs, lows, excitement, validation, and then periods where we're not experiencing so much of that. And so our ability to be able to have that unwavering worthiness, no matter what's happening around us, to truly know who we are, to truly know what we're deserving of, to truly know why we're here, what we're here to bring, what we're here to give, what we're here to offer, is such an important skill in just being kind of just being unwavering and just not being so influential or influenced by what's going on in the external and just knowing like we know, like we know, like we know who we are and what we're deserving of. And I, I know that that's one of the things too, is like being when we're, whether we're in a relationship or we're in business, are we really devoted to it for the long-term? Are we really devoted to love for the long-term or are we just there conditionally? Are we just there so long as we're not fighting in a relationship, so long as things are going well, so long as things are exciting, so long as the sex is good, whatever. And same thing in business, are we only there? Are we only devoted to our mission so long as we're getting the validation, so long as it's easy, so long as we're having our highest income months? Or are are we willing to be there even in the months where it doesn't feel so good, where we're feeling contraction, where we're having a disagreement with a partner. Like, are we really devoted to the long term or is it more conditional? I think we get to be radically honest about that and, and commit more fully, devote more fully. Mm, yeah, so powerful. It's so, I love that. I love going back and forth between relationships and business. There's so much that they can each offer the other. Uh, it's It's pretty, It's pretty fun to
0: play with. There are also two of like the most intense, like spiritual playgrounds or like ways that we learn about ourselves. Like they're great mirror. They're great mirrors for what's going on inside of us and where we still have room for growth and, you know, ways to look at how are we showing up and who are we wanting to be? And just continuing to come back to that. Like you were saying, like showing up as the most loving version of ourselves, even when it's hard and yeah, these are two areas where where so much of our our patterns and so much of our limiting beliefs and stories are really presented for us to look at.
1: Yeah, and having the perspective and the awareness that this this relationship or this business is here for our spiritual development, for our evolution it sort of allows us to be in more of a space of receptivity and just kind of allow whatever is arising in each moment to be there, knowing that it's ultimately for our highest good and it's ultimately for our deepest evolution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love taking that zoomed out lens. And I think that's one of the things I was like a coach and a mentor like that, it's so hard to see when you're in it, like when it when it's your bubble and you're like in this situation oh, and you God. have your anxious attachment showing up or you have like your little girl running the show, your inner child running the show. And like it feels all consuming sometimes. And then when you can have someone show a mirror or when you're in a more advanced practice of being able to see it even while you're in it. Um, that that's really where we want to get to is being able to witness the patterns, watch them as they're happening and not make them mean something about yourself or not act from that place. Um, and really just recognize them for what they are as opportunities to look within, to learn, to grow and to, to, to show up differently next time, maybe, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And as they reveal themselves, it's the invitation to choose beyond. Rather mm-hmm. than, oh gosh, it's this again, I must be really stuck.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where I would be. Honestly, this is like spiritual mindset 101 of like being empowered in your your emotions and your thoughts. Like if I was going through life without these tools, like I I feel like I would be just like such a mess. Like it would be really hard. So yeah, I'm really grateful for these perspectives where we can zoom out and where we can choose to see these things as opportunities, as gifts, as ways to learn more about ourselves and the world, like, I mean, life is so different when we're able to see it through that lens.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Well, so good. As we're coming up on the end of our time together, I'd love to ask you the same question I ask every guest on the show, which is if you could tell either your younger self or someone listening that you think really needs to hear, Uh, one thing, one closing message, what would it be? And then you can also share where people can find you online if they want to connect with you beyond this conversation. Mm, Okay.
0: One thing that I would tell either our listeners or my younger self, is that there is always light on the other side, that even when it's cloudy out, even when it feels challenging, that there is sunshine behind that, that like every breakdown is really an opportunity for a breakthrough and to really be able to ride those waves and know that like those deep, deep layers of darkness and those deep places that we can go to are actually there for our expansion and our growth and that you will make it through whatever it is that you're faced with right now so that's what i would would share with her and with with all the listeners as well yeah and then as far as where you can find me i have a podcast called the feminine frequency podcast i would love to welcome you into that community so come on over we have over 170 different episodes and a beautiful podcast community over there. So check out the feminine frequency. And then you can also find me on my Instagram, which is Amy Natalie Co. And please come say hi. Let me know what resonated from this conversation. I'm a real person, a human being. I love connecting with you all. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to be here in this conversation.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I loved the way this conversation unfolded. Definitely chills worthy. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you enjoy this show, I would love so much if you subscribed and left a five-star rating and review. And if you liked this episode, be sure to share it so we can spread this mission together far and wide. You can connect with me on Instagram at Lynch, and head to GoddessBrandCo.com for show notes and ways to work with me. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.